Mark Twain said, what gets us into trouble is not what we don't know. It's what we know for sure that just ain't so. If you don't know that chronic viral infection is a contributor to your health conditions because you haven't heard of this and your doctor hasn't discussed it with you, then healing will continue to elude you until you have the correct information. In this episode, you'll be properly informed about the virus that already infects up to 95% of the world's population and is a major contributor to many illnesses that nobody's talking about. She used to deliver babies, but now she delivers exceptional wellness for women. Welcome to Her Brilliant Health Radio, where holistic women's health expert and board-certified OBGYN, Dr. Kieran Dunstan, shares revolutionary insight from leading experts on what you need to know today to treat the root cause of disease, heal, and create the radiant health you've been searching for. Lean in and get ready to experience the bountiful, blissful, and beautiful vitality that you deserve. Dr. Kasia Kynes is the go-to expert on the interface between disease and nutrition, as well as on healing the body from the Epstein-Barr virus, a virus that infects about 95% of the world's population and is the undiagnosed culprit causing common health issues like fatigue, weight gain, foggy brain, autoimmune disease, cancer, and more. Dr. Keisha is a doctor of clinical nutrition with impeccable credentials. She is the author of the best-selling book, The Epstein-Barr Virus Solution. She's the creator of ebvhelp.com, a wonderful website with resources for those suffering from EBV-related illness, and the EBV Recovery Masterclass. She also certifies practitioners in her EBV clinician training program. Dr. Keisha is here today to help shed some light on this epidemic that affects 95% of the world's population yet is rarely talked about in mainstream medicine. In fact, most people have never heard of this virus, which is shocking because it is often the inciting causative factor underlying chronic and debilitating illnesses and symptoms such as fatigue, weight gain, brain fog, mood disturbance like depression and anxiety, but also serious illness like multiple sclerosis, lupus, other autoimmune diseases, some cancers, and more. Welcome, Dr. Keisha Kynes. So glad to have you here with us, Kasia. My pleasure. (laughs) And to talk about EVV, as I was just saying, I have two clients right now who have chronic or reactivated Epstein-Barr virus, and it is wrecking havoc with their health. But let's start from the beginning. If someone's listening and they're thinking, what even is EBV? How would I even know if I have it? Wouldn't my doctor tell me? What are some Mm -hmm. symptoms that people might be having to know that they might have Epstein-Barr virus? Yes, your doctor wouldn't tell you because your doctor won't know. It's very common. So the, the biggest challenge would be that, let's say you got sick years ago and maybe it was mono or the worst flu in your life, and then you just have never recovered fully, like you're a little bit achy, you have brain fog, maybe overweight, maybe depressed or there's something in the way, or you have autoimmune conditions and things are not working and doctor is not helping. Oftentimes it's just terrible fatigue or chronic fatigue or a brain fog. Sometimes a lot of anxiety and you know you're not anxious. Like, why would I be so anxious? 
Sometimes people cannot sleep or wake up in the middle of the night, like 4, 3 a.m. Unfortunately, with EBV, there's millions of different presentations. That's the unfortunate part. But it's also a fortunate part because once you learn that there is a big virus behind maybe some of the most stubborn things you've been struggling with, and then the answers are there and we have them. So there's a solution available if that's what it is. Yes. And so some people are saying, well, I don't even know what EBV is because most doctors don't talk about mainstream doctors about this. So can you help everybody understand what it is, why almost all of us have this virus and really what is it? It's a virus that it's an Epstein-Barr virus and it's been on our planet for about 1 million years. So it's much older than us. I don't quite know why it's aggressive right now in some people. Most people have an immune system that does what it needs to do. So even though 95 plus percent of global population carries that virus, just like you said, most of us don't get sick. The problem is if there are issues with the immune system with how taxed the body already is when you get infected. So most of the triggers are severe, personal, professional, emotional, spiritual, physical stress. And so typically people will say, if you have chronic EBV, you can often track the time when you felt the worst, when the things start to roller coaster to some very traumatic event in your life. And then from that point, all kinds of symptoms, all kinds of diagnosis maybe, maybe autoimmune disorders eventually. So that's kind of the trajectory this, these days. Right. And what everyone needs to understand is that there are some viruses that we contract and go away in very quick order within a few days or even a few weeks, right. maybe a rotavirus right. or something like that. Right. But there are lots of viruses, for instance, varicella, the virus that causes chickenpox that once we have it, we always have the virus. And the same is true Mm -hmm. for Epstein-Barr. If you've ever had mononucleosis, then you have had Epstein-Barr virus. Mm -hmm. And once you have it, you always have it. And your immune system keeps a lid on these chronic viral infections, keeps them shut down so they don't cause you problems. But what Dr. Kasha is talking about is that in times of stress, for instance, when your cortisol goes out of balance, then your cortisol is the main determinant of your immune system function. If you listen to the podcast, you heard me talk about that many, many times. And when that happens, then the immune suppression releases and the virus can actually start replicating and causing problems on a chronic basis, sometimes so severely, and it can cause disturbances in the body that affect all the systems. And that's why these symptoms are so varied. Varied. Every system (laughs) can be affected. And this is why really, in my opinion, and I would think yours too, that we should be checking everyone for this. We should be checking to see what their levels of Epstein-Barr activity are and addressing it. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yes. So exactly what you said, point to the fact that certain antibodies will remain elevated if you've had, if you've ever had uh, mono, if you've ever had infection. 
So if you look at the labs, some of them may confuse you because they will, they will not be zero and that's okay. You may be perfectly healthy, Mm -hmm. but there's others that will indicate that you have more of a chronic aspect of it. But even medical literature right now says, just like you said, if there are so-called idiopathic cases, this is a word that a medical doctor will understand. Idiopathic means that the doctor has no idea why (laughs) it's happening, basically. But in idiopathic, you know, I have a quote from medical literature. You should consider chronic EBV if you have an idiopathic case, or you could also cons- you should also consider it if there's no other explanation, no diagnosis that you can give. That's also medical literature. So it is there. It's just that your doctor has not seen that research. It's going to catch up in another 15 years probably, but it's been there and it is, we should be more vigilant. Like you said, we should be testing and screening And another red flag for me is blood transfusion. That's not tested for EBV. So that's an easy picking for the virus. Mm -hmm. Yes, and I think one of the reasons why it's not checked routinely in mainstream medicine is because they don't know what to do with that information once they get it. And then again, 95% of us or so carry it. So we may have some antibodies already. Doesn't mean we're ill. So probably transfusion, I don't know if we will ever have technology to remove that, to remove mm. the virus. Or, but yeah, it's a little complicated. But the bottom line is that we do have to live with a virus on this planet. There's nowhere to go. We can't live in a bubble. And the goal is not just to try to kill it completely, eradicate it, get rid of it, because you get it back. The, the goal is to understand the body, understand self-love, understand self-care, not to push too much and have tools to arrest the virus when it comes back. So it doesn't do the damage, doesn't start replicating. We can stall it. We have protocols. We have research that backs it. I have, I've done in my clinical practice. It works. So I know it works. I get feedback from people all over constantly. They read my book, even that. So I know it's possible. So mm-hmm. we have tools. It's the most exciting thing in my clinical career that we have something new that we can offer. And you started working with people as a nutritionist. Mm -hmm. And so what was the evolution that you really came to focus on Epstein-Barr in your clinical practice? How did that happen? When the student is ready, the teacher appears. So I actually lost a very good friend of mine to complications of multiple sclerosis. And and I was already a clinical nutritionist and, the, and her trajectory, 17 years she fought it, was just heartbreaking and I couldn't do anything. So I always asked what I could have done for her. Why couldn't I help her? And that was really bugging me. And in my desperation, I talked to a medical intuitive colleague of mine. I said, well, I just want to know, is there information out there that that was the reason we, she got MS in the first place? And she confirmed it was the virus. We will never know, you know, but if I trust that person, it was. But because I started to ask this question, I was also hitting the wall with some of my own complex cases because this is, uh, my population was mostly women who failed to respond to anything else. They had stack of labs, lots of doctors, and were still miserable. And even though in some cases we did everything right, they were, I was still not able to move her, move the whole needle for them. So I had some of these cases, and then I had Marlena that I lost. And then a couple of my patients asked me to read a medical medium. 
to give them an educated opinion on that. So I did on a plane to a conference. Mm -hmm. And what struck me was that this was, he was talking about, about that population, my population, the one that was resistant to anything that made sense. And I almost fell off the chair because if he was 50% right, then I had a responsibility. I went back to my practice and I basically never looked back. I started to track, I started to ask them to test. I started to read medical literature on test interpretation and saw it was messy. So I started to analyze it. I did a doctoral program and I was very lucky because Dr. Vasquez was one of my instructors and he had a big virology module in our program. It was the only time he he taught that program. So I was really lucky because that opened my mind to viruses. And that was the beginning of the protocol that I started to carve for my own patients. And then Dr. Lizalepsky, the director of the open I said, why don't you write the book? I was writing a literature review. The, what was bothering me is that I don't know if your listeners are familiar with Medical Medium. Possibly. We Possibly. haven't discussed it on the show, mm -hmm. but he is a gentleman who's written several books about medical issues. And, and as I understand it, I haven't read his books yet, but I understand that he says that Epstein-Barr virus is one, if not the main root cause of our chronic illness. Is that correct? Uh, it's a major one, yes. Yeah. Uh, he comes from a spiritual realm. So he mm -hmm. says that a spirit of compassion talks to him and tells him all this information. So you can imagine that that's an extreme spectrum on one side, and then you have medical community on the other side, that it would be extremely irritating to science mind, medical doctor, to have patients claim, oh, I have the virus because I read medical medium if it's spiritually minded, if there's no backup for it, right? So there's this big divide. And what I started to realize is I really appreciated that he opened that door. But my job was to verify if he's right, what, it, you know, his claims of heavy metals, his claims are on EBV, his claims of autoimmunity and EBV, his claims, so can I, what can I verify in medical literature so I can bridge that gap, so I can provide that information for medical community, for everyone, so there's no divide. So that was my literature review. And I remember I sent that to a colleague of mine and she says, well, when are you publishing? I said, publishing what? The book. What book? <laughs> <laughs> I have no life. Les Levski says the same. Well, make a book out of it. Like, I don't have a life. I am so busy with my clinic. Plus, I'm doing this PhD. What book? My <laughs> husband was on me relentlessly, even left me for two weeks for Christmas and called me every day. You have to report to me. How much did you write today? But I have to tell you, because I was, I was working with what became very apparent when I continued doing medical research, like really studying everything, especially the dietary, the stress, the cortisol, the, the, the lifestyle issues, the antioxidant status, the immune status, what appeared to me that everything that I had been teaching, it's like a divine intervention. I think I was the right person because I had been doing anti-EBV work, very, very much so. Exactly the dietary recommendation, exactly what you need for the EBV. And I, I had no idea. So I think there is divine intervention because this is why I was able to write this book within what one and a half years. It's almost 600 pages. And the dietary things that I was teaching, I had that. I had been teaching a detox program for many years. I had materials and it was perfectly fitting into the literature. I was just stunned how fitting my work had been. So it was kind of a, a maybe Marlena is behind all of this, you know, pulling the strings. Mm -hmm. But I was always very, I am still always very 
cognizant of the fact that I'm just the messenger, but I had to take the responsibility because I could do it. I was the right person at the right time. So I could say no, I could say yes. But I have to tell you, the thousands and thousands of people that reach out to me, the stories I hear, what I see, this illness is so debilitating. And the recovery is so beautiful. It's just, we are changing the world. So I am super, super pumped about it. But I can't take all the credit. I'm just feeling that No, I'm just a messenger. Right. Well, I do think that, you know, you say when the student is ready, the teacher appears. And I think that we as a society are ready to know about and needing to know about the role of chronic viral infections, Epstein-Barr virus, in our health. And we called it forth from you. So thank you for saying yes. (laughs) (laughs) It would be terrible if I said no. I mean, you know, it's kind of a, it's an opportunity of a lifetime to create something so positive in, in the midst of so much pain. Support for this podcast comes from the Shine Shake, energizing, detoxifying, and hormone balancing breakfast shake. I developed this shake after losing 100 pounds and healing myself from chronic disease. I was tired of piecing together powders, pills, fruits, veggies, and proteins to get the right blend to power me through the day. Are you making the biggest mistake that we women make when it comes to our weight and energy? And that's skipping breakfast or eating a breakfast that unbalances your hormones for the rest of the day. Then you end up craving, binging, and crashing in the afternoon or evening. Studies show that consuming the right nutritional mix within an hour of awakening stabilizes your blood sugar and hormones throughout the day. And the delicious Shine Shake vanilla latte flavor delivers a whopping 18 grams of protein, low carbs, and all the vitamins and nutrients you need without a blender to earn you energy, focus, and vitality for an easy, breezy day. String those days together, starting with the Shine Shake for breakfast and eating my Lean 15 foods and avoiding my diet-deceptive dozen foods for lunch and dinner, and you're on the fast train to weight loss, improved energy, and whole body healing. Both reports are available for free on my website, kirandunstonmd.com. Also for a limited time, grab your free sample of the Shine Shake on my website when you cover shipping and handling. Plus, you'll get a code for 20% off your first month's supply. Quantities are limited, so act now. So let's talk a little bit about some of the nutritional principles that maybe are paramount that you teach people in healing from reactivated Epstein-Barr virus. What would those be? So the interesting things are, one of the big things that is external is dioxin, for example, and that's been studied and verified. Dioxin is in some of the exhaust from the cars, any debris that is burned, wood that is burned, forests that are burning, fireworks. Dioxin will reactivate the virus. And I know that because when there's fires burning and I will post on social media reminding people, July 4th, they come back sick. I didn't know why I got sicker. Again, I was doing everything right, but the dioxins, when you inhale it, that just will trigger it. So that's a big deal because wood burning, fire, you know, fire pits, Mm -hmm. people are using that. So just sitting away from the wind, so the wind blows away from you if you can't, or being aware 
or walking away, you know, if there is exposure, similar to cigarette smoke too. So that's a big one because it's environmental and, and most of the time you have a choice. You can remove yourself from it and you don't have to do anything, right? Another big one that is a little bit more tricky is Wi-Fi technology. Yeah. And this may not be scientifically grounded and scientifically verified yet or ever, but I can tell you from my experience, it's very consistent. With the people that are chronically ill and really debilitating, debilitated from this, this virus, they seem to have a personality. It's a type A personality, overgiver, overachiever, but also a healer. So they have a higher sensitivity to other people's energies, to subtle energies. And so they're really highly sensitive to Wi-Fi technology, smart meters, you know, Wi-Fi routers, cell phones. And so I notice it's very consistent. If they clean up that environment, the Wi-Fi, they feel better. They have less, fewer symptoms. The brain is less on fire. So cleaning up, you know, you can box your router, you can call your electricity provider and ask if you have smart meter. In most states, you can have that removed and you can have an analog reinstalled. Oftentimes they will penalize you every month for $11 with $11 because you opted out. But in Pennsylvania, you don't have this right. It's really quite messy. But smart meters are problematic. So removal is important. Uh, People that live in condos, That's a problem because smart meters, you can have 12, 13, 15 meters on one external wall. So you want to make sure you don't live inside the apartment that has that wall. Mm -hmm. And you definitely don't want to have your bed facing that wall Mm -hmm. because you have a lot of Wi-Fi there. These are the biggest things that are very practical that are really serious. And in terms of what the virus does, people, you may know that you have the virus if you cannot exercise because you don't have recovery. So if you exercise and push a little, or if you try to run, which you used to love, maybe you will be in bed for two days. You can't exercise. Mm -hmm. And then your spouse will tell you, do some exercise, you'll feel better. But you can't. Because you have to recover afterwards for a day or two. You're in pain. You're in bed. You are completely exhausted. This unnatural over, you know, excessive fatigue and aches and pains after exercise, that's an indication as well. And as you recover, you will have better recovery after exercise. That's a big one. So when you were talking about the nutrition or what the virus does, it creates enormous amounts of oxidative stress and free radical damage. So if you exercise, you create oxidation. If you add EBV to it, you have so much oxidation. That's why you fall on your back and you have to be in bed after exercising. Does it make sense? Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So antioxidants, paramount, extremely important. Vitamin E, vitamin C, vitamin D, vitamin D as well. Any antioxidants you can supply. And what's the easiest? Fruits? <laughs> Fruit, right? Fruits and vegetables. Fruits and vegetables. I would really stress fruits because they're easy. They have glucose, they have fiber, they have high water content. We like sweets. It, it's help. It's going to help the brain. They we are fruitophobic, which which is sad. You know, I'm a clinical nutritionist. I see all these diets. I see what people <laughs> yes. do. I I see what I have to repair. And if people, if if the listeners cannot tolerate fruits. There's something that needs to be addressed with the body, with the gut status. You know, it's not sustainable to live when you can only tolerate a little bit of a fruit at a time. You can't eat those. Fruits are perfect foods. So, and vegetables, of course, antioxidants are in nuts and seeds if they're fresh. Mm-hmm. Antioxidants are not in animal-derived foods. Right. That's a big 
big message here. <laughs> yes. Not not the best avenue for EBV. Ketogenic diet, very rarely do I see that people can, number one, sustain on it with EBV and number two, thrive. Typically, it backfires and it makes things worse. It's too much fat for the liver as well. Liver is really inflamed with EBV. Mm-hmm. So we're not talking about no fat diet, but roughage from plants, antioxidants. Fiber is paramount because it's going to scrape off all this toxic debris from the virus, all that gunk. You need that. You need those bowel movements twice a day. Mm-hmm. So if people are constipated, they're going to be more toxic. They're going to feel even worse. So roughage right. from plants is the easiest. And fruits are the most delicious. So yeah. <laughs> easy picking. So plant-based diet, high fiber, antioxidants. Yes, vitamin C would be number one on the list there. Right. Yes. And let's talk a little bit about the microwave. I know you have a free information you're going to give everyone at the end of the podcast. But let's talk about why that's such a bad idea and why people need to stop using it now. believe it or not it was very hard to find research and I remember when I was in my graduate program in nutrition at Bastyr my friend my classmate was deciding to do her master dissertation on microwaving and she could not get any support she had to drop it it was impossible it was way way back when I was studying it but I talked to an investigative reporter who had an article and with with permission she gave me access she allowed me to put it in and There's been more research over the decades in different countries, not so much in the States. So in Russia, in Spain, I believe, in Japan. And I quote what I could find with her help in that ebook. Basically, there's a couple of things that are happening. We're changing the structure, molecular structure of foods. We're changing, we're creating certain molecules that don't exist in nature. One of them, there was a risk that it it resembled a carcinogen. We also are actually depleting B12 vitamins and other nutrients when we're microwaving. Microwaving breast milk, for example, was studied. So that I have I have as many studies that I could find. So and they're mm-hmm. pretty alarming. I also remember there was one person whose career was damaged because he was doing research and he was trying to put forth information and it was not received very well, and he was being blocked. So he just had to step away. That was years ago. So there were, I don't know if it's true or not, but I would be very cautious with microwaving. This is not how the food is supposed to be heated one way or the other. So I have very simple ways to avoid it. This is how we live without it. It's very simple to heat foods. You don't have to buy anything. It's really... It's just reforming the way you think about it. Yes. And so heating, I have this wonderful little kind of a pocket with a glass dish in it. And I can put my food in there and just plug it in and it heats it up in, you know, 30, 40 minutes. Nice. Right. So there's that. And then I do want to mention, since we're on microwaves and so many people store leftovers in plastic containers, Ah. that's probably not a great idea either. So you want to get yourself some glass containers that have have hard plastic tops so they're not as bad as the softer plastic containers. Yes, the worst is heating food in microwave in the plastic container. That's the worst. That's when you get a lot of chemical exposure. But the interesting thing was there was a study, I think last year or two years ago, when people from different countries, there was Italy, Russia, Poland, Finland, they did a food uh, log for one week and then uh, they provided stool sample 
And then the researchers were looking for eight types of plastics. Every single person had plastics in the stool. And when they looked at the food recall, it was mostly from plastic packaging, bottles with plastic bottles of water. The food packaging, I would assume that some of it was also microwaving in those plastic packages, especially, you know, when you buy ready-to-microwave foods. They're all, you know, packaged and you just throw them in there. Yeah, so that was interesting. We have microplastics right now in our bodies as we speak. Yeah, and so that's one of the reasons why detoxification is so vital for people, not only with Epstein-Barr virus, it's where I start with everyone, get the bad stuff out. Yes. And so what are some things, if people are listening and they're thinking, I think I might have Epstein-Barr and and pretty much 95% of you listening right now do have (laughs) Epstein-Barr. But if you're suffering with unresolved health issues that you don't have answers to, maybe you don't know what you have, you're not getting a diagnosis, or maybe you have a diagnosis, a disease diagnosis from a doctor, and maybe they have you on prescription medications to control the symptoms, but you're still not addressing the root causes of why you have that disease. So like Kasia's friend, is it Marlena, who had MS. So she may have been treated for the symptoms of MS, but most regular doctors are not going to look for things like Epstein-Barr virus or some of the other viruses or toxins that we're discussing. So heavy metals and plastics and volatile organic compounds and just all the things that we come in contact with in our food, in our water, in our home furnishings, in our building construction materials, in our (laughs) automobile industry. I mean, we're just inundated with toxins. And I'm not trying to stress anybody out, but it's just a reality. And so it's probably a good idea for you if this is you and you're relating to get some more information Kasha is going to share some wonderful resources with you and if you're thinking it might be you starting to detoxify is the first place you want to go and the first thing you want to do is you want to stop toxins from coming in so you can start eating organic switching from plastic to glass containers not using the microwave getting organic and chemical free cosmetics and cleaning products and things like that. So these are some simple steps that you can take. And don't you have a quiz on your website where people can put in their symptoms and get a, do you want to talk about that? I think that's a great resource. Yes, that's a great resource. So it's very expansive. So you can self-test through symptoms, through different diagnoses and to see how many of these you match. And some are really surprising. Some symptoms are really surprising like nosebleeds or low platelets or, you know, people sometimes have vitiligo, all, all kinds of weird, mm-hmm. irregular mosquito bites, get really infected. That's actually been verified in, in medical literature. I get those cases. Yes, that's me. I have those terrible blisters from any mosquitoes. I never know why. Interesting. Very interesting presentations. Yes. So yes, there's a there's a self quiz and you can take it. Absolutely. And then if someone's listening and they're thinking, oh, that might be me. I wonder if I have it. Would that be the first take action step you would give them to take that quiz? I would take that quiz. Yes. Mm-hmm. And if you think, oh my gosh, that may be me. We have... We have the resource website 
that we created. And the only thing I haven't put in is the chap, the, the page for foods. I just haven't had the chance. But we have a page that you can share with your doctor with uh, diagnosis, medical conditions, autoimmune conditions, types of cancer. And if you click on it, there is a PubMed reference link. So the doctor can check it, double check it. So I created that laundry list there. Wonderful. We also have one of the things that frustrated me the most is that I constantly hear people going two, three, four years, knocking from door to door, begging doctors to test. And doctors don't want to test because they say everybody has it. Mm. It's a waste of our time and money. And in their logic, because they don't look at the lab interpretation, they don't understand it, how they should read it. It's true. So we have uh, we contracted with a direct-to-consumer lab right there on the website. People can click, go to a local pay out of pocket. It's about one hundred forty dollars. Get the right markers because that's important. Doctors sometimes miss the most important one, and then you really don't know what you're looking at. Get it, and they they get it in their email. They get a report the same day before the end of the day. Perfect. So Fabulous. then. Fabulous. Yes, I'm so happy about it. Then, you know, you have to pay for it. There's no other way. Otherwise, go through your doctor. But at least click on it and see what markers you want to ask because it's right there. So we have that on that website. And then, like you discussed, the detox. Why do you think I had been teaching detox all these years? I have a detox program online that is available to anyone. And that's what my work was before ABV. Exactly what you're saying. You know, Mm -hmm. clean it up. All of us not just because of EBV. So that's available anytime if people want to, okay, I want to detox, I want to do it properly, safely, without crazy cleansers or water juicing. It's dangerous. Mm-hmm. Just safely with the right support, education, you know, research, lifestyle. How do I need to live to maintain that detoxification pathway? So I have that. And then, of course, we have the book. And that's just uh, all about EBV for your doctor, for your nutritionist, for your loved one, for you. It's like it has a broad spectrum of who can read it and apply it. Mm-hmm. And so doctors give it to patients, patients give it to doctors. It's going around, which makes me so happy. So we're already changing that awareness. Mm-hmm. The book itself changes lives. I get wonderful feedback. So so these are like the different steps. We okay. have a program. We have a recovery program, which is 10 week. We're actually closing our cart today, I think. We're starting on Monday. Okay, we have great. a group we're starting. Mm-hmm. So there's different mm-hmm. level of support for wherever people are on the journey. And if someone has had Epstein-Barr blood work done and they're listening to this and they're thinking, ooh, I wonder if I had the right markers done and they want to pull out that lab, what would be the markers you would tell them to make sure they have? Yes. And if they get confused, we have a whole page on that EBV website Mm -hmm. with lab interpretation. There is a chart. There's everything is there so you can read it, read it, read it again and again. But the most important is early antigen, mm-hmm. early antigen. But early antigen will elevate just for a few weeks, only during the flare-up. So I'll give you a very simple example. One of my clinician students was asking, well, I have a perfect presentation. I know it's EBV. It just fits like completely. Mm-hmm. But she did her lab and her early antigen is normal. What do we do with this information? Mm-hmm. Like I say, early antigen is a couple of weeks. When you spiral, that's where you want to get it. So she tested it in January, but I asked her to ask her when she felt like that, you know, the hit, that she was hit by a truck. When was that? 
Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. Thanksgiving, if she tested during Thanksgiving, it would have probably shown. And she would know that that was caused by EBV. Early antigen is elevated. That's like, I'm flaring up right now. It's reactivating. The EBV is pulling strings. Mm -hmm. But by January, early antigen stabilized. So she had the chronic aspect, but she was not in the flare. So you have to look at your story a little bit too. If you feel the worst, go and get the test. And if your early antigen is negative and then your other markers, because I've never seen a person who didn't come up positive for the antibodies, are positive, but they're within normal limits, can you assume that that's not a chronic or reactivated state unless their antibodies are elevated or no? Yeah, the antibodies will always have a number. They're never going to be zero except uh, VCAIGM. Uh, it's typical. And you have you can have a perfectly healthy life, right? There's a number. You can have higher numbers. The numbers that stay, they will increase, even though they remain high, they will increase to higher during flare-up. So it's good to retest to kind of understand the body. So once you start testing and retesting, you see on yourself, you know, what is my trajectory? So it's hard to tell because sometimes elevated, uh, like VCA, and EBNA, these are the two that will be elevated and will remain elevated. But you can have a better quality of life with them decreasing, and you can have a perfect health with them still being slightly elevated. It depends on the timeline, the history, the how you're progressing, what's happening in your health, mm -hmm. if you're thriving. Right. Okay. Well, that's good information. It sounds like you have lots of good resources for everyone. And we've gone over a lot of steps that people can take. And I just want to reiterate it. If you're listening and you have any health condition that you're on a chronic medication for that isn't fixing the reason why you have the illness in the first place. Please take a look at Kasha's website, look at her resources, take the quiz, get yourself tested for Epstein-Barr virus because it really is epidemic in the, globally. And there are things that you can do to heal yourself and it can increase your risk for cancers. I think lymphomas, correct? Yeah. Even 10% of stomach cancer. Yeah. So mm -hmm. there are things that you can do. So I want you to be proactive. She's given you lots of resources, so I'm not going to go back and go one, two, three again, because we've got them. But healing mm -hmm. this chronic viral infection and others where there is one, I always say viruses are like ants. There's never just one. Yeah. Usually. <laughs> oh, now I'm going to have a new image in my head of little ants. All right. You usually have more than one chronic viral infection. And so you want to improve your immune system function, improve your cortisol function, and really heal your body at a cellular level so that your body can put the lid on these viruses like Kasha said, you're probably not going to ever get rid of the Epstein-Barr virus, but you can put a lid on it where it doesn't cause you problems. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much for sharing your expertise today and your hope and inspiration. Please tell everyone about the resources. You've mentioned them a little bit that they can get for free about Epstein-Barr and other topics. Uh, again? Yeah. Summarize again. So we have a website. Mm -hmm. It's ebvhelp.com, like helping help. You can look at lab interpretation there. You can look at conditions associated. 
if you want to read more about what the book is, we have a page for the book. You can read reviews by doctors, by by readers. If any clinician is listening, we have a clinician training program. There is a page for that. There should be a page that links to my EBV recovery program, but that's not a free service. That's a paid program. What else do we have? We have the quiz. And on that website, if you go to media, you're going to see a lot of podcasts and videos that I've done. So you can listen and listen and listen and listen again and again and again about the virus. And you will be so educated and empowered. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. <laughs> and of course, I will be so thrilled to add this beautiful interview today to the top of that page. So we have more free resources there. Wonderful. This is like immediately you can uh, tap into great kind of emotional support because I think when people are so disabled, it's hard to see that there are possibilities. Mm -hmm. So in terms of one greatest free resource, I would say what breaks people and makes them really sick and fall into the the abyss of EBV is personal, when they're broken emotionally. So don't let anybody break away emotionally. Don't let anybody take away your freedom of expression, your freedom to say who you are, your choices, intimidate you because that is the stress that causes the virus to do its damage. And I think that's the, the biggest thing. People have a lot of traumas in this community. They've, they've been through a lot that you need to heal those parts and be strong and have a lot of self-love. That's the hardest path, but that is the most essential path to take to heal from this virus. And don't have any fear that the virus will engulf you and kill you and disable you. It doesn't have to. There's tools. However, that emotional, personal, spiritual, that stress, that harboring stress and falling into it, that will feed it immediately. So I just want Mm -hmm. to remind everyone, be good to yourself and don't let stress take over your life that will immediately go into the virus. Absolutely. And this is something that I talk a lot about on the podcast is um, emotional health and trauma that we've experienced, not necessarily physical trauma, but emotional trauma Mm -hmm. and how it feeds into disease. And so really getting to the root of that as well and healing it and having self-love and self-respect is so vital to healing. So thank you so much for that reminder. And Dr. Kasha, could you share with us what your definition of her brilliant health is? Ah, her brilliant health. (sighs) I think her brilliant health is loving who you are, what you do, always looking forward to what else you will do with this, especially if it serves this planet. I think this is where we thrive. And that love and joy and fulfillment translates on the cellular level into very happy cells and happy cells have a very strong immune system. So that joy comes from knowing who you are and what you love and pursuing it. Like I'm one of the lucky ones and you too, we do what we love. Yes. And our cells are happy. Yes, they are. (laughs) That's how we keep ourselves strong. Yes. Thank Mm -hmm. you so much for sharing your passion and your expertise. I really do believe that the world called this force from you. It's very important, beautiful work that you're doing. And I thank you from humanity. (laughs) (laughs) I'm excited. Thank you for having me and spreading the word. Let's get the million people to hear this message so they have hope. Mm -hmm. Yes, we will do it. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. 
Thank you for joining me for this episode of Her Brilliant Health Radio. Hopefully you are inspired to take action on some new information you received today. A step towards the bountiful, blissful, beautiful vitality that you deserve. If you have health topics and questions you'd like addressed, please message me on my Facebook page or visit KieranDunstonMD.com and let me know. I'd love to help. Remember to share this podcast on social media and send it to your friends and family who could benefit from it too. If you love the show, please go right now to iTunes, write a review, and make sure to subscribe to the podcast so you'll be the first to know when future episodes are available. Thank you again for joining me. And remember, achieving optimal health isn't magic, it's science. 